Hey everybody, I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always, Mr. Gimpy. Can we do this next part together? And you're listening to the combo. The wait, combo. Wait. Wombo. <laughs> <laughs> we did it perfect. We no, did we it perfect and see. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, Go forget ahead. it. Forget no, it. No, no, no. Strong... We have like delay from online. It's just not going to work. It was, we had it perfectly in sync, dude. Right. That was nuts. All right, all right. No, all right. you can capture right. lightning we'll in the bottle we'll twice. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it again next time. I was like, I was just, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, combo, no, it's wombo not gonna work. podcast. Damn it! No. <laughs> <laughs> Same time. Right. Combo Wombo Podcast. We did it. I'm just going to edit it. I'm, I'm going to add my own gonna, voice like four I'm times. Edit it together. I'm going to edit it and smash it together. <laughs> like a, it'll work out somehow. It's it's going to be like video, like jutting, right? Because you're going to edit it. But I'm like moving all the time. So it's just going to be like. It's going to be like you from like eight different episodes. <laughs> like for each, Hair changes. Uh, fucking back yeah. of the green screens back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. What have you been up to? Good. Shit, man. You been playing I, any video games this week? Good God, yes, I have. I'm super excited for uh, it. Was Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown? So, Virtua Fighter Five was like one of the, my favorite fighting games ever. Um, I spent over it was like 1,300 hours or something on that on the Xbox 360 version of that game. Uh, it came back for playstation 4 exclusive which is weird but the story behind it is sega wants to get into the esports space and virtue fighter is their best fighting game and their best chance to be taken seriously in it uh the game right. it's virtue fighter 5 so i love it it's super fun i streamed it the other day uh other than that man uh playing through the doom eternal uh dlc that's finally that i finally have time for so that's been a good time and yeah, man. Just uh, I switched my stream days around too for the summer, just because my wife uh, brought up that hey, we have kids and they like to do things, and you streaming three till six like takes up the entire Saturday. So what do we do with the kids from like nine till nine till three or whatever? She's like, it doesn't. It doesn't. She do work it. Well. This a two. It's a two takes two. She can <laughs> well, go I mean, take them a, to the park. It's a family thing. Take them though, to the know, library. Like, <laughs> combo wombo spicy. Uh, sponsored by my yeah. beautiful wife <laughs> and the and the library the public well, library yeah 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 the two sponsors no 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 she made a good point she made a good point so um switched for the summer switched on my stream days to monday wednesdays since they're work days anyway you know just figure just stream yeah, is a job too i you think know? what's what's most important is just like sticking to like whatever schedule you have set yeah. up it doesn't really matter the days as long as you're just consistent with them yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's been a, a a transition for viewers and stuff too. Like I'm I'm seeing people that I haven't seen in a minute, but then the people that I used to see every Saturday, I haven't seen them. So well, you know, shit happens. So what have you been up to, man? It's, uh, you got the Series S. You've you've been uh, yeah, on that train last episode. What's going on with it? So uh, I got the Series S. I have the Game Pass. I was playing a bunch of Aspire last week, uh, and then I was like. Surely somebody's came and taken their lunch and like made a better version of this by now. Of Slay the uh, Spire? Yeah. And so okay. I've been playing this game. It's called the fucking Power Train. Nah, fuck and that game. <laughs> fuck that game. Have you played I Power yes, Train? Yes, I have. I have. It's Slay the Spire is so much better. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know about that, Chief. Uh, uh, I know what about, I like it. about it. Is like this, like, you have like one instance of combat and then you have like uh, branches for upgrades. Yeah. Uh, it's super easy. Uh, 
And then the game started getting like fucking ridiculously hard. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like every time you beat the game, it like adds like a modifier, like without telling you, it's like, oh, we're going to add a bunch of like harder multipliers and shit. But like, uh, it's weird because like you'll just get into like a mathematically impossible battle where it's like all my champions have like, you know, it's like mid game, late game where we have like all my champions have like 30 to 40 health. And then like they'll just like spawn four guys who each do 40 to 50 damage each. And I'm like, the most I have is like four moves here. Even if I had just, uh, you know, put everything into a, a summoning thing. Cause like every, yeah. every third battle or something, you can like choose between like getting another mana for putting out a card or adding a, another layer of, uh, for the fla- uh, floor where you can put like creatures to fight other creatures. Uh, even yeah. if I put everything into just getting mana, I wouldn't be able to play like you only get like two to three creatures like i draw like depending on like how you built out your deck so i was like this is mathematically impossible for me to beat like everything i put out is gonna get killed and so yeah. i'm like all right whatever so yeah i don't hey, know i, I think I'm... it's it's an okay game i think it's kind of cringy with the fucking uh like everything's about hell in that game yeah and so it's like hell yeah like we're, instead of like just like okay <laughs> like yeah i'm like this yeah. is weird dude there's some uh, sophomoric uh tendencies to that game but it, it so you're right it is like a aped slay the spire i i obviously like slay the spire better um i think I that you do both like i play that game i'll play some slay the spire i got like some weird fucking mobile game roguelike now that i've been playing that's a card game is you could do both i uninstalled sure. that finally but yeah I'm, I'm just happy you're playing rogues man like like uh since that roguelike episode you've been you've been taking hits of the of the crack you know <laughs> yeah i've been out there dabbling in the dark that's arts that's good man. Uh, then i played speaking of the dark arts i played uh ori in the blind forest oh that game's amazing yeah I don't know. I didn't like that. I, was, I got about like 30, 40% done with it. It just felt like kind of grindy and boring. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's... Cause like it, it felt like the nothing does enough damage and then like your power ups are locked behind stuff. So I was like, oh, this I could do this if I had like that air dash or something. Uh, and it's, you have to get enough power ups to get that. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Uh, Wow. And so, wow. yeah, it, it, it became it's like universal acclaim and you hate it. That's crazy. Check out the sequel. I don't I haven't yet. I have it okay. available on Game Pass, but okay. maybe the sequel's better. I felt that it just became more of an exercise in patience than anything where it's like I started dying a lot only because I got like bored and I was just trying to like glide past a lot of shit, uh, oh. which is very doable, especially early on. So kind of like reinforces that bad habit and then like when you finally get to shit where it's like oh you just have to deal with like these problems uh you played yourself (laughs) yeah i was like i don't want to deal with those problems bro i got real problems in real life (laughs) like i got real shit holding me down i don't have time for this that's crazy Uh, like ori i thought was one of like the most beautiful games that that have come out like i love that series and i thought i'm not saying it's not beautiful i just i thought it was very I guess it's just, one of those things, man. Like it's not strokes. hard. It's just, it's just patience. It's just like, do you have the patience to beat this game? And I'm like, I don't anymore. Uh, I was hoping more for like a platformer, like just jumping, stunt jumping. Gotcha. Maybe I'll get, uh, maybe I'll try Celeste. I know that everyone loves that game. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, cheat on or whatever. But 
and you know, I have it. It's on Game Pass. I'll probably download that and try that out. If that seems more my speed, where like I don't, I, is there like a? It's just the weapons are too underpowered early on. Where it's like I'm just like spamming this button, and that doesn't feel good to me. I'm just like I don't give a shit about any of this. Match, uh, Celeste, yeah. is, like as I said, is great. Um, I think you will. Yeah, like I it. love Super Meat Boy. Like yeah. that's kind of my wheelhouse where i felt super meat boy was easy like i beat that game pretty much like in one go like had like dark levels yeah including the dark levels i only had one stage where i had issues and that was where they introduced like rng with like the cannons yep where like the cannons will that thing i so beating the whole game total minus that it probably took me about like an hour that stage I spent like four hours on just to get the RNG right. Okay. Okay. That game that that level made me rage quit that game. <laughs> Cause <laughs> so I was just like, stay. what the fuck? Because so I was like because everything else about that game is about like tight, clean, plat like mechanically like playing good. And yeah. I'm like, oh I'm a genius at that shit. Uh but at that stage, it's like it didn't matter how clean or good I played, it was just like, ah, the cannon's gonna randomly shoot this way. They say, like, oh, you can try and switch up shit, but now all the cannons going to shoot that way. Fuck you. Uh, and so, like, I don't know. Well, this is, like, the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. In that stage, it's doing the same thing over and over again, and sometimes there's a different result. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the weird, uh, it's just banging your head against rocks until they turn into dust. And yeah. then grinding up that dust with some water and turning it into concrete and stealing you, the result. Um, are you going to get the sequel? Super meat, or was it super something? Meat boy meat forever. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Meat boy forever. Mm, I heard that's simplified. I don't. I haven't looked yeah. into it. It so maybe it is, but I think is this where they turned everything universe. into like one button? They tried to make it for like mobile, basically, and then they're like, "Well, we already have it. Let's port it over." Yeah, there should uh, be another like sequel that's more real i guess i i haven't looked into it in a while because yeah i'll um, probably get like a, a real sequel like a i feel like the, the true spiritual sequel is uh the world ends with nigh um okay uh it was a uh, mcmillan and some other guy um uh, it's basically has a meat boy gameplay with a uh like monochromatic kind of tone it's 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 definitely a little different. It's not as speedy, I'd say, but it, it was fantastic. And there's like 200, 300 levels or something crazy like that. It's ridiculous, but that was it's a very forever. fun game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I if I was going to check that out, and maybe I'll do something like that, or maybe I'll bite the bullet and get like a switch and do like Mario maker, but I heard they might discontinue that. So that's kind of weird. Nah, nah. They, well, they just continued they, like the first one, right? Like where they're just like, nah, fuck you guys. We're well, not going to support any of this. The first anymore. one was on the Wii U, though. The second one was on the yeah. Switch, so they're still doing it. Like, like I feel um, like it's. I feel like that shouldn't be too much of an issue to port over like all that old data into like the new uh, Mario new game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh well, then you're right. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> you, know, you want me to still, you still support VHS tapes because everyone has yeah, one? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> you can still get VHS tapes to play of like that. This kind of brings up to like kind of like what you wanted to talk about a little bit was like, does it? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you can still get your VHS tape. What I'm saying is like they killed like the online support for that game 
where yeah. it's like you can no longer download like all those levels and stuff that everyone had put up. Right, uh, because the so Wii like, U is dead. The platform it's on is dead. It's not. It's like you can't buy new VHS tapes because the platform that VHS was on is there's dead. There's still new VHS tapes, my friend. Okay, thir- re- weird indie third-party shit doesn't count. I'm talking AAA support. What AAA company still makes a VHS? It, it, I like, think you'd be surprised. You got to be in on the note. You, 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 you're just talking out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got to know a guy who knows a guy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. I get you right. any modern release on VHS you want, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you pirating it and then just like recording it with the little VHS attachment on your computer doesn't count. All right, <laughs> bro, I could get you any, bro. I get you into this barber shop, bro. I'll get you a VHS from Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't give a yeah. fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet. But no, yeah, man. But like, yeah, <laughs> games as a service is like a, it's a tricky proposition, right? We're talking about like, um, games like uh i don't know you saw like what happened like fallout 76 where it's like an absolute crapshoot yep uh it seems like everyone's trying to chase like the the gold gauntlet the brass ring uh of like uh world of warcraft right so kind of um i think that mmos are are there they're by definition, I think, games as a service, and I think you're right on that. But I think MMOs exist in their own space enough to where it's a it was a release mentality and a support mentality that that was just solely for that genre. How I feel uh, like modern games as a service goes is something like Destiny, which I think uh, for most developers is the uh, gold standard for how to do it, um, where uh, it's the game is supported you're you're capped at a certain level um there's events that happen that keep the game fresh um players just all will hit the level cap eventually then they'll release new new stuff where the previous stuff doesn't matter and the game there's no destiny 3 it's just destiny 2 and then like 900 expansions because games as a service is you buy the base game and you continue on the base game forever um like your uh killer instincts your uh so uh, did you this even with like an MMORPG with like a Final so Fantasy it's, it's online? Like, yeah, it's like MM it's like the MMO release model, but done across genres and the expansions are not as full separate games as they used to be. So it's like a half step expansion, I feel. And storytelling like Monster Train, bro. Yeah. So Monster Train, I started playing that game. And then in the upper right, it's just like buy the DLC. Because they give you like the free shit with the uh, yeah. game pass, yeah. Uh, and then like right when I open up the game, they hit me with fucking ads for the DLC every time. And I'm like, a... yeah, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, dude. I don't even like the main game that much. Like it's enjoyable. I've been yeah. fucking playing the fuck out of it, but like I'm almost done with it, and I don't feel like a need to spend money to get more of this. And I, you know I what feel, I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I feel games as a service. Um, storytelling suffers because you have to you by design you have to keep it open-ended um i believe destiny 2 had story beats where it kind of closed off some things but since the game is like constantly active and you have a a huge community you have the game's designed around co-op in mind um i feel the storytelling suffers and there, it was to the point where in the first game they had uh, Peter Dinklage doing uh, one of the, like basically uh, three four three guilty spark from from Halo, but 
yeah. Destiny, and he just delivered like had the most the flattest delivery of all time. Um, definitely did not have his heart in the project, and it's it's suffered from his performance, and we're stuck. Um, there's there's multiple people. It's not just Peter's fault, bro. Like you could maybe it was like the voice director, maybe it was uh, how it was written, like maybe it was like uh, creative as well. I think like I I saw this shit with like my one of my favorite animes, uh, Black Clover, where. They hired, they stunt cast, like, the voice actor where they hired, like, a celebrity. Yep. And, like, everyone was like, this performance is fucking terrible. And I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, you got the person who hired them, the person who sat there while they were delivering, like, the OA, like, in the in the booth. <laughs> yep. You had the director, like, okay and shit. You had, like, the script writer being like, yeah, this is perfect. And then, like, when it came out, and then, like, everyone was like, this is kind of shit. And they're like, oh, fuck. Maybe we need to hire an actual voice actor, and then they did, and then everyone's like, "The voice acting gets way better." It's like, yeah, you hire. So <laughs> I'm saying there's probably like five or six people who signed off on his performance. It came out, and everyone's like, "Why is it so flat and shitty?" And they're like, "Oh, re-record it, re-record it." Well, they're like, "Yeah, fuck Peter. He, it was his fault. He's he's hard to work with." I was like, "I don't know about that. He's done plenty of great uh, voice acting work, man." So, can you give me an example? No, not off the top of my head. I have to Matt's Google that shit. That's because he has it. His, his voice acting is trash. Um, great but actor. But they know that, though. They know that. It's not like they're deaf, bro. It's, they it, sat there in the booth. <laughs> they sat there in the booth, and they're like, yeah, this you know is why? what we're looking for. It's because he was like, I'm voicing a robot, so I want to sound like Hal, Hal 9000. It, no. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Um, so the thing with games as a service in shooters I feel it's uh, like the model is popular now and I absolutely hate it. And I will tell you why. Um, A lot of these games are focused on PVE content. And if you, and they're like, you can play it. You can play it single player. You, it's so fucking gimped that uh, you can't uh, truly enjoy it. And if you do, you don't know what, what, uh, single player gaming experience is like you. You should be playing any of the Metro games over like, like something like the, the Division or Destiny by yourself because uh, at least in in something that's single player focused, you're gonna get get enemies and stuff that are designed to be killed. The problem with uh, and it's it and typically games as a service and RPG shooters share this this issue and it's Bullet Sponge. Um, yeah. Like they're, uh, they're built for four player uh yes combat and they yes. don't necessarily scale at all especially when you have like an open world not uh, at all not at all shard that you're playing off of so so every time you get into a boss fight instead of instead of unique mechanics where you have to dodge or do some other thing and then fight waves of en- enemies or something you have bullet sponge wave, wave of enemies the boss is a bullet sponge um and you're just you're just trying to out dps the boss for the most part uh the first division was guilty of this the first destiny was guilty of this destiny 2 and division 2 both iterated on it enough for for me t- as as a very uh, huge critic of that style to recognize that they made an effort but it still wasn't enough because at the end of the day, it felt like like um, I was pouring water on a rock and waiting for the rock to break. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. it it's sponginess in anything doesn't work. I think you can get away with some sponginess, but you get around that by like hit animations, uh, different like a, phases. A bad taste in my mouth with uh, the Doom game, the newer Doom game, where I was like, everybody feels kind of spongy. 
And it's because they have like so many like upgrade paths and stuff where it's like, well, you have to just kind of like you're supposed to feel a little weak here and like uh, deal with these problems. Or it's like, I don't want to deal with problems. I want to fuck shit up. Like I'm, I want a gun with the chainsaw on it, dude. Uh, <laughs> we still playing that game wrong, like, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think like, if you if you go from 1996 Doom to that Doom, you're done playing the game wrong. The game's designed wrong on a fundamental level. Well, I'm gonna uh, show you. I'm gonna show you some gameplay <laughs> <laughs> after this. <laughs> but but no, I. But what you're saying though, um, yeah, just, like when you when it's like a single work. player, like you can uh, build up. A, a nice uh progression from feeling like a zero to a hero you yep. can build atmosphere you can build tension uh you can tailor create uh the combat experience where like you have to pick objectives uh on the battlefield dynamically like you can like look at like halo where like some grunts are gonna like be shields some are gonna throw out like grenades some are gonna run away from you you know uh yeah. so you can, sad you can design you your that. <laughs> yeah yeah uh what are you trying to say i mean it's not you know the same bungie but yeah yeah um the studio the core is the same uh like the main main people who've been with us since the beginning are the same they're sitting back smoking hundred dollar cigars bro they're not boots on the ground anymore yeah yeah but um i will say that uh you you're right. Shooters with spongy mechanics don't don't work. You can get around that by having like armor pieces that that blow off or whatever. Something to, that gives you progression during the fight um, helps a ton. Uh, Just crying about it about like Ori in the dark blind forest, dude. <laughs> like where I was yeah. like, oh, these enemies are kind of spongy. Like this is kind of boring as fuck for me. Like I don't want to yeah. sit here and deal with like this. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like I know that there's an upgrade path and that like I can get around it. It's not like those enemies are designed for me to play with like six other people. <laughs> like I, it's like you can kill it, but it's going to take you like six times as long. Yeah, uh, and you're fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's that's the big issue. I think now uh, uh, let's uh, switch gears here. Um, to a genre, a I war? think. No, to a genre, I think that uh, shines with this model. And that's uh, the uh, like top-down Diablo-esque Path of Exile. I think that Path of Exile took what Diablo two did did amazing, um, wrapped it in a free-to-play like burrito, and they actually knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing with this new medium. The gameplay of like action RPGs of that ilk really lends itself to like. Like this style of of you know little iterations along the way to give you more story beats to give you more dungeons things like that and uh, I think why it works is because action RPGs were about like like uh, mob management right like uh, uh, spell management resource management things like that you have so many different things that you're dealing with uh, the screen's usually filled like incredibly well and it does a great job of having like. Um, you know, fodder enemies to make you feel powerful while the bigger enemies, while if you just use the look at them as uh, as a whole, they can be spongy, but like your spells, things like that, those you could stop them in their tracks, you could like juggle them a little bit, you know, you have more combat options to dealing with these brutes than you do in, in most shooters. I think that uh, like Borderlands 2 did a good job of dealing with like what the more spongy enemies, um, which is the exception to most. And then you, you while have, you, hmm? while you're uh, talking about the problem, 
No, no, I'm, I'm getting make, to it. Yeah. Uh, no, like, uh, I think the pro, like, another problem, like, that you're kind of touching on is, like, when you're playing, like, these games with friends, is, like, you always have that one buddy who plays the fuck out of the game and then, like, outlevels everybody, like, even in, like, Diablo or, like, mm-hmm. your shooters, like, uh, Destiny 2. It's, like, if you have a buddy who's just up grinding the fuck out of that game, they come back, walking around, like, complete uh, Chad, smashing and crashing everything. Uh, and then, as I was thinking about the problem, I also thought of the solution, and that was uh, League of Legends, where you have, like, your overall player progression, and then, like, when you go into every game, you just start out as level one, and, like, you play out like that. So I think that's the solution to a lot of these problems, uh, especially with, like, uh, gun games and stuff, where it's, like, you just need to have, like, an overall character progression where that maybe is cosmetics or something that you unlock. And then, like, when you go into the game, like, you start back out on level one. Uh, and it works with, like, player versus player stuff with, like, uh, you know, Fortnite or, like, Halo, like, uh, you know, when you're doing matchmaking. Uh, well, if you recall uh, Enemy Territory, um, you had, per server, you had level progression throughout. Um, the higher you, uh, you you got, the more things you unlocked. Like, uh, and that, that's been done. That's an interesting take. Uh, I think that if you, if everyone did that, though, there would be no innovation. So, like, for me, and I was, where I was going was, uh, um, developers pay more attention to the things you can do with the enemies. Uh, the way Path of Exile shines, why Diablo shined was your different options for dealing with the enemy. And a lot of the FPS guys outside of, like, Borderlands, and, and even Far Cry did this pr- pretty well, is like weapon options, different options to kill these guys, whether it be traps, whether it be um, some sort of gravity gun or something that like makes an orb, pulls the enemy where you can where you can juggle the enemy and do more things with it, right? Like like a piece of paper is not fun on its own, right? But you, you like but you know, you get a pen and you get a pen with it, it's a, it's a lot more fun. It's like it's like that. Give me more tools to deal with this piece of paper is is the main thing. Uh, like monster and, train. <laughs> like monster train and uh um, hey man like every after every encounter like you get upgrades and you can choose between spells or your enemies all right and then like you can slot in different things and you get different upgrades and then yeah. like you can choose how you want to do with the encounters that's all i'm saying is like it's exactly like monster train is, is what you're describing right <laughs> Can't now throw everything back to monster train <laughs> Relate uh, as much back to Boston trade as possible. <laughs> and then I think the big problem with the industry right now, um, and I think it, it's going away because of failures, um, taking games that weren't games as a, as a service, turning them into it, and the base game suffers greatly. I yeah. think, uh, like, you look at uh, Ghost Recon. Right, it was the cousin of Rainbow Six, tactical shooter set in open environments. Um, just while well, Rainbow Six was, you know, city environments, uh, things like that. Ghost Recon was like outdoors in the woods. You were doing, you know, like larger scale work. Uh, and then they went into the future future set with you know future technology, things like that, which was a nice little like space they carved out for themselves that Rainbow Six wasn't doing. And then uh, someone got a wild hair up their ass at Ubisoft and goes, hey, let's uh, throw in a bunch of RPG elements in my tactical shooter. And made yeah. Ghost Recon, uh, I forget what the first one, but I think the newest one's Breakpoint. Um, 
just completely just screwed the series um in, in my opinion i i don't know i know people who've played both of these ghost recon games and um myself i tried the first one just because uh, one i liked the series and then just immediately uh, hit that return button after playing it for i want to say an hour and a half and just being mad trying it again on a free weekend when they added um you know sam fisher as an event from splinter cell and it was like this game has not gotten better what the hell is this and then uh it you want to believe you keep coming back to it yeah yeah uh, so, a few so, things like that uh yeah where like and, every once in a while like on steam i'm like it's been a year maybe they fixed all this shit and then i'm like no return no, they did it. <laughs> and and it's, it I, goes maybe into... like a cyberpunk maybe it's like the, the yeah. newer one I yeah. still have that game. I bought it, haven't re- never returned it, played it, loved it. Yeah. Uh, but I know people who did exactly that, where they like got the game and they're like, no, and then returned it. And then like, they're like, oh, maybe now after this patch. And then they try it again. They're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it. I, so the other thing, like you take the established gameplay, established genre of it, you, you make it like a shadow of its former self and then you try and sell it as this big action game where it has the old gameplay but like like if you remember the commercials with like Lil Wayne and he was like he's like playing co-op with some guys they're like storming a um uh enemy base or something like what it didn't show is that it takes six hours to kill a single enemy because of level level discrepancy (laughs) um yeah Yeah, that's what I was kind of touching on with like the uh yeah league of legends example is like you always end up with like a problem with like either the enemies being too tough or like one of your buddies just being like uh leveled for the enemies and nobody else being leveled for the enemies like there has to be like a smarter like you have to be able to like maybe like i don't know because like there's so many like facets to the problem as well where it's like it's not necessarily just like the one person out leveling everybody it's like you're also saying with like gear and like yep. customization of all those pieces of gear where it like goes like caters more towards your play style so you could even if you like level bump somebody up just for like playing with their buddy mm-hmm. they're still gonna have like trash gear and then like after that encounter they're gonna get better gear that they can't equip on their lower level anyway so it's like it's a big catch-22 uh that's actually a solution that uh, some games are, are doing now. I believe Warframe does this, but they do it opposite. Um, the higher level person gets tiered down to the other people, and um, they have to like qualify for the mission. But it, it, if it's slightly over, they can still do it. But if it's way over, you can't. So that, that gap never is too far. And um, I, I think that that's a very interesting way to do it, and probably the most fair. And um, I think that should be something that other devs strive for because if you played you know a thousand hours in a game and i'm playing with you and i played you know 40 uh you should be able to use your gear that you work so hard for um i shouldn't have to get my ass handed to me because i don't have the time in so i think that that you being leveled down but you still have your gear um so and the so the combat is fun for each of us is is a nice thing um the other thing i believe the division two and i think it's a division two um they do it so that um you can have different enemy difficulty levels per player 
So oh. which is another way to do it. So uh, yeah, it's I like could a be percentage on, rather than like a hard number. Well, yeah, I could be playing on normal. You could be playing on hard. Um, enemies are attacking you. You're using the hard, you know, stats. Enemies attacking me are using normal, and including like how you kill these enemies too. So yeah. and that's also gear dependent. So I thought that that those two methods were nice little ways around the inherent problem with that style of genre. Um, Oh, man. I think the other thing is like with these type of games is they're always like they ape heavily from the MMO RPG style mm-hmm. of uh, they have to like if you've looked at like a, the graph of like World of Warcraft with like concurrent users. So for them to keep on putting out content and keeping like the game alive, you need like a certain amount of players. Otherwise, like you see like these games just getting retired, much like uh, Mario Maker for the Wii U. Where it's like there's not a user base to justify like keeping on these servers, shut them off, uh, and like that is a huge problem. Like they're all chasing like again the brass ring of uh, getting enough concurrent players to have it make fiscal sense for them to keep producing content, even with like things like uh, Destiny, where it's like, hey man, like they might leave off on a huge cliffhanger, and then like if not enough people play that shit, there's no no conclusion you're ever gonna get. You know, and like yeah. that, that kind of sucks, but it's also kind of the nature of the beast. Uh, I would say the other huge problem is like uh, it's kind of a chicken egg problem where they need the users to build the infrastructure to be able to have the users. So you see like a lot of games where it's like they're laggy as shit. They're not like good. Like it takes forever to find a match. Uh, the terrible matchmaking, like the uh, constantly down for maintenance or like what like uh, updates all the time to fix yeah. like little shit like in their infrastructure where it's like, oh, yeah, we put on servers that are not using the latest firmware. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to spin up a bunch of servers. So you saw this with like um, the one I can think about is like League of Legends where they spent a lot of money. I, I think mm-hmm. it's like almost like a billion dollars to build out like the North America infrastructure for the uh, servers in their gameplay to get match because matchmaking in that game early on fucking sucked. It was like laggy, get kicked out, but like they literally spent a lot of money to like build out the servers to deal with the player base. Um, and so you, I, I found that with like Microsoft, like they're down, like their game pass. I've had great speeds with like them uh, just dealing with like just download shit. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, steam hasn't updated their infrastructure in a minute because like same internet i'm getting like uh 160 down on my xbox and i try and download a game on my like off steam and i'm getting capped at like 40 and i'm like what the fuck is going on steam uh and I, like yeah yeah it's weird and i'm like i'm going into the settings and stuff and i'm like well maybe i put something in the settings i'm like no all this stuff is set to like get the max internet pipe here and it's not doing it uh, so I don't know, like, and I'm too lazy to deal with it because most of the time when I'm downloading stuff, I'm doing other things. Sounds like a good uh, problem. I, I have the opposite yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, like, slower, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, okay. All right. Maybe uh, Xbox just favors me and Steam hates me. Could be, could uh, be. The internet could goblins. Just, no, it could just be, could just be where we're located too. Like I said, like the infrastructure is like that uh, ridiculous. So maybe I have like a better infrastructure connection here downtown for microsoft and steam hasn't like built anything here 
and they might have like better servers out on the outskirts because they can service downtown and not have to worry about it. Uh, and like most of that shit pipes through like Chicago where they have like most of like the major servers. Yeah. Cause it's like well, more centrally located. Well, valve has one right in Minneapolis though. So you think it would be, you would think, think? yeah, it was quick for me, but hey, all right. <laughs> hey, what are you doing Gabe? Uh, like I said, it's especially with like the way, uh, internet service providers work in North America where each Ass. block. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all auctioned off. So like, you know, uh, St. Paul's servers are going to be, I think they're all going to be using the same as like Minneapolis, but not necessarily. And if you go like a little bit further out, like it's like two other internet companies, I think it's like frontier or like spectrum or some shit like that. Yep. And then there's like, uh, infinite. There's like another one. Like if you go just, another four miles to the east of there where it's like a different internet service provider. And like each of them, uh, ISPs are shady as fuck too. So like they'll cap, uh, speeds. They'll do all kinds of shitty backend things because, uh, how much bandwidth, whatever, uh, service is using. So like people were crying about this with like, uh, Netflix where Netflix has been like quietly paying. I think like, between like four and six hundred million dollars to ISPs for years yep. because like so much of the internet is just people watching Netflix. Uh and then like uh ISPs were like, fuck you, Netflix, and they just like capped it down. They're like, How come my Netflix shows look like shit? It's like because the ISPs were like uh blackmailing the bec- and it's not yep. necessarily blackmail because they use the significantly disproportionate amount of the bandwidth. But like, band, bandwidth overall. isn't water, you know. Like ban- there's, yeah. like it's an arbitrary like cap. Like they 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 have the infrastructure to do it. They they just they want don't, to. Though. They, they don't no, because they, they're they hard. do. No, they do. so they they out they oversell like what they have because they can because it's a monopoly. It's a government run monopoly. So they have like whatever X amount, and then they sell twenty to thirty percent more than what they actually can use. Uh, to people because they're the only game in town and you have to buy it. And mm-hmm. so like, they're like, Oh, now we have to figure things out. So like uh, you can like do this. Like if you look at like the end of the month, like start doing speed tests and like, you're like, why is my internet going so slow? It's because they're messing around on the back end and like uh, lowering people's bandwidth and shit. They're like shadow lowering because they're hoping that you don't notice and you don't call and complain. Uh, and then they can just leave you at the lower tier internet and they're like, yeah, that sucks to suck, old person, uh, because they oversold their lines because they don't want to spend money because they don't have to to build out more infrastructure. So what you have is like these game video game companies and like uh, web service companies like uh, Amazon building out like their infrastructure. You have Google building out like theirs. You have, um, you know, Riot Games having to build out shit. You have EA building out things. But in theory, like you're saying, it shouldn't be like a the internet service providers should already be providing that service, right? It should just, it should just be like click done easy, but they don't build it up because they don't have to. They're just lining their pockets with more money because they can like, uh, get it. So, so what I'm saying is like these video game companies have to like build out like their own infrastructures just so I can play video games with my buddies, but they can't (laughs) do that. They can't afford to even like worry about that problem, that champagne problem. Unless they get enough user acquisition in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why you see like all these cues for like, you know, like big tadpole releases, like whenever they launch like a new, uh, you know, World of Warcraft expansion, they're like, oh, it looks like you're going to be waiting for two hours to get on. 
you know what I'm saying? It's that's like, serv- server have... capacity and internet service are, and, and, and your ISP is completely different, though. So this is the key right. you're waiting for is server capacity for your slot on yeah. the MMO, though. Like, like, like you were talking about, like the ISP and their end, which is a completely different beast than that. All, all they're doing is is um, opening the faucet for you, you know, and then like expanding that lane. Um, like if you. I've it's the building you're trying to go to. I've, and the I've, building only has so many rooms. Yeah. I've done some pretty uh, in-depth research on it. And uh if you if your ISP is one of the big boys, which uh, I'm assuming it is just based on on uh, where your condo is located and stuff, yeah. they have it. They they could they could they could open the world to you. They just don't. That that's yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, if you have a mom and pop ISP, like I I could get that I don't they know. Dude, don't like have it, but, uh being sued bro because they haven't been doing like but the our government paid them like an, on a state level paid them to like build out like fiber internet and then they just did it they just pocketed like 500 yep. million dollars from like our state yep. and then they're like yeah we're not gonna build that shit fuck you like sue us and like I, what uh, you're doing four years like we're you know yeah whatever yep. It's my neighborhood, man. We're, um, we're slated to get fiber three years ago. Still waiting on it. <laughs> yeah, they just pocketed the money, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, yep. they extort these like uh, counties and states, and they, they literally told me you could pay you could pay us eight grand to get a line out just to you. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but uh, yeah, you're right. So, go uh, back to the games as a service. Uh, uh, one thing that I think suffers though is having every game shift to this model is what happens if you want to play this game in 20 years when you have some good memories of it you can't you know unless somebody has like a like a private server or something like the fantasy star online people like lawbreakers yeah you Uh, you can't i I think lineage too i think they've made some backup servers for people like but like when when those go down, like what are you gonna do? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, one of the big things, and I love retro gaming as well. You know, is the ability to go back, you know, years after and re-experience this game again. Um, and with these games as a service games, you don't have that anymore, which I think is incredibly sad. And uh, just a, I think it's a stain on. Uh, this generation as a whole that introduced these things because some of them could have great ideas, you know, and, you know, unless that series continues or something, you're not going to have it any longer. Like the first game to really try uh, games, games as a service was uh, Hellgate and Hellgate failed in a year and a half because of just mismanagement and um, uh, mostly mismanagement and then poor, poor support going on. Uh, Seems like there's a bit of a cult following for Hellgate. There is, there is. Um, but you know, and I'm not saying Hellgate's like a like an amazing game or something. But you don't get to experience it anymore. You can uh, unless you do. You search out a private server, which you know is iffy at best because it's fan run. Um, it's 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 a sad state you of see affairs that for like a lot of like just older games right now too, where like there's a lot of fan run servers for like finding and uh, connecting to play like with other people yeah like it's weird and i think like we kind of touched on this at one point when we're like making our predictions for like uh what are they going to be video games for the future and i was like oh it's all games as a service yeah uh and i was like it's going to be like these big companies leveraging their ips and i don't know i'm kind of happy to see that with like uh game pass where 
like a lot of like the OG Xbox games coming up there now. You see like a uh, like the Banjo Kazooie and stuff like on there, and I'm like, yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, but it's mostly you know first party now because you know Microsoft just keeps buying up stuff. Yeah, you would hope that other companies would leverage their. I it's kind of like a with Netflix when they started buying up all these like digital rights to movies and like people didn't understand like digital. So they just like signed off. They're like, yeah, whatever. You're going to give me like, you know, 20 grand for nothing. Yeah. All right. And then they like, we're like, Oh shit. Everyone's watching this movie. Now I'm, I'm losing out. Uh, but it's like, not really. Cause you got your 20 grand. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like when we talked about like, uh, the pimp diagram of like, uh, yes. Yes. making Be money. A pimp, not a hoe. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, uh, most people, want to hold on to their intellectual property and they don't want to leverage it out on any platform, even though it would, it'd be found money in theory. They feel it, it like deleverages their uh, brand. And you see this shit with like Sega and like Atari where they're like, Oh, get the Atari collection. Uh, it's eight games. And then you can buy part two of the collection for $15. And I'm like, bro, you can give me those games for $15, dude. Uh, at this point, like those games are fun, but they're fun for like an afternoon. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you see this with like Sega where they have like their Sega collections. They're like, Hey, do you want to buy a uh, fucking, what's a good, it's crazy taxi for $12. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I can buy the Witcher for like on sale for twelve dollars, dude. Like, why, the, why would I play crazy? It's, taxi? it's because it's not marketed towards you. There's a definite nostalgia market um, that of people who don't know how emulators there. work. But you, sometimes you want to you want to support it in hopes of you getting a new version of that game. Um, you want to a lot of the times they'll add new Is features. This like, like the, the, the Capcom collections. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the like was it Street Fighter? Uh, the Street Fighter collection, the anniversary collection, um, yeah. that came out and was using experimental netcode for it, and then that experimental netcode stretched out to the to other Capcom produced games. So there's there, there's a method to all the madness. Um, the Mega Man uh, Legacy collections were uh, d- were engaged to see if you want to continue the Mega Man series, which we got eleven yeah. from it. So um, there, there's definite it, it, like those collections are like feelers, right? Uh, the other thing is like the, the Sega collections, uh, they they want you to be interested in these characters once again because new games are coming on the on the horizon. Uh, it's like, and I, I hope that Sega they they seem to be doing much better now. Um, I hope that after a I couple, feel of like everyone was saying like Sega was dead for a while, and it seemed like for they a while. Were. Oh no, they're 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 they're, they're like embracing a, fans now, and that's helping. I don't know. It's same with like uh, Atari, where like I feel like they've been through so many like lawsuits and bankruptcy courts that like it seems like now they finally have a group of people that are interested in actually uh, preserving and like putting out like this content. Like they have well, like an not... Atari um, can like arcade stick that you can buy. Yeah. It's not uh, real Atari, Atari though. Um, it's the yeah, third. Yeah, yeah. So I'm company. saying it's not. It's yeah, not the they, same. They just it's like, the name. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've been through so many like court system, like, and I feel like that's kind of the same with like Sega. It's not like the same Sega of America it was in like the '90s. I feel like it's like under new management. Like maybe there's some people there, but like it, it's so different. And like I'm glad that they have some 
useful people who understand like how to manage these uh legacy properties correctly yeah uh now but like you see shit where like they're doing like those uh like sega minis or whatever where they're like four games on there (laughs) and they want like 60 dollars for it and everyone was like bro this thing holds four games and you want sixty dollars for it? Like, I'm pretty sure it had forty games, uh, and they were just aping Nintendo's uh, Nintendo Classic and SNES Classic um, that did very well because of the nostalgia market. Find them yeah, anymore? Yeah, yeah, it's it's just the nostalgia market. Uh, the the uh, Turbo Graphics uh, did one as well, which is also called the PC Engine. Um, didn't sell as well because it didn't do as well in America, but you could play, you know, your Bonk's Adventure, things like that on it. Every every major console manufacturer copied Nintendo for that, so I can't fault Sega for it. I think Sega the just Neo had... Geo. Yep, yep, I think Sega just had um, licensing issues on what games to include on it. There's a couple of just, like, baffling, like, games where you're just like, why wouldn't you include this? Um, but then they have a lot of the heavy hitters, like, all the Sonics are on there, uh, Streets of Rages... Um, I'm pretty sure the Shining Force games are on it. I'm, I think they're missing one of the Fantasy Stars or something like that. But you know, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, does a pretty good job at this. Is like a good old games. Where yeah, they that's go their, and they like niche, track. Yeah, they go and they actually track down like the person who like bought it up at like an estate sale, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, you own the rights to fucking Cubrix X." So let me me pitch this to you, and I'm going to pitch it in a public forum on our Combo Wombo podcast. One of my favorite arcade games um, is Sinistar. It is – it's owned by another – like just like a holding company, and they're doing nothing with it. I want to buy the Sinistar IP. I don't know how much money it is. I don't know what they want for it, but I want to buy it. I made a yeah. uh, YouTube show called Gimpy and Sinistar, um, starring Sinistar as my uh, as you, basically, you know, as as the yep. person I'm talking to. Um, I would love to make something with Sinistar, because I think he's one of the great villains that you don't see now. He had one remake um, in the early 2000s, 99 or something like that, that was uh, mediocre at best. I think that you could have a amazing like Star Fox style experience with Sinistar as the main bad guy. Um, and it's one of those okay. rights issues where no one's doing anything with it. Like, like, yeah. And like a lot of these holding companies, they want an absurd amount of money for it. They're like, yeah. I know what I've got here. I'm holding straight gold, baby. Yeah. I want $22 million. And you're like, Bro, nobody gives a fuck about like aside from us. <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. gives a fuck about like these like uh one out like yeah like no no offense but I'll do offense like uh and like I, I think like you see this with like a lot of like these like uh Game Pass things and like uh, games mm-hmm. as a server where it's like uh you have like these companies uh who just won't budge they want like literally millions of dollars like for them. They just buy up a bunch of shit, like yeah. the, these type of companies, yeah. and then they want lots of money for them. Uh, yep. <laughs> like, yep. So like, they're, right. they're, they're, that's their business models. They're flipping shit. So they yep. buy, they find things cheaply, like in bankruptcy court or an estate sale. Uh, it's why we have so many like Marvel movies, is because they all got the rights like back when Marvel was going bankrupt, and they could buy it, you know, for like a a, a song. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. It, it, these companies are in the business of making money. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, 
So that you you did touch on it, and what I was getting to with that whole thing is uh, the other method of the other games as a service is the retro kind of collections and the uh, piping in retro games to you. Like Nintendo does it with Nintendo Online, Super Nintendo Online, where you have a curated list of their old games that you can play. Remember um, when Sega did this chip back in the Sega Channel, original? maybe on the, yeah, cable, Sega with the cable connection? Yep. Yep, yeah. yep. Everything that you can think of that's a new Sega has tried and just was too early on the game. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, they had but, like modems on their. Uh, they had modems. They had on web page. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then like I would say like the Dreamcast, like they had a cable modem on there, like for connecting to like high speed internet, and it was they a, had a web browser. Yeah. Yeah. And a yep. keyboard and mouse you could plug into that bitch, dude. Yep. That thing yep. was from the future. So the Dreamcast and the Xbox, the the Xbox is what the Dreamcast wanted to be, and um, some of the people who worked on the Dreamcast worked on the original Xbox. So it, it, you, if you look, it makes a ton of sense. The original Duke yeah. controller looks like a Dreamcast controller. The, even like the button placement is the exact same. The uh, you know it's it is what it is, and they chose a great console to ape for the, you know Microsoft. Thank yeah. you for that. Uh, but I think get off the- topic, but. <laughs> Yeah, me personally, I feel the only reason the Dreamcast failed was because they didn't have a DVD player. It's a big, it's a big reason. Piracy is huge too, just because you could burn a CD. I would say that, yeah, yeah, that definitely came a little bit later. But I would say early on, it was like people held off because they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait for uh, the PlayStation so two to drop my DVDs too." Yeah, uh, and, and then like Sony started like putting out DVDs, and everyone was like, "Oh, DVD players are, like three hundred dollars." I could just buy a PlayStation 2 and I could play video games on it as well. It uh, came out as a more it came out as the powerhouse console as well, but they rushed it to try and get sales because, you know, PS2 was around the corner, around the corner after that was GameCube, X, the original Xbox, which was the most powerful of all of those consoles, but they were at a at a power discrepancy so great that it it would have been hard to come back as well um and i blame their r&d department on that um the dreamcast is probably my probably my second favorite console of all time with the genesis being first and uh, i think it was just ahead of its time yeah it's 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 one of those things where it itself and its ideas were ahead of its time um its release and things like that were entirely man like even like a cd it's like can only hold like one fourth the information a dvd can as well where it's like yeah you have like four uh gigs on a dvd is that right yeah well keep in mind they used gdi which was uh, their own proprietary format that uh, right. the compression was you could fit you know 1.2 gigs on a 700 megabyte uh, cd um you had what a game or something like uh i think skies of arcadia was two discs on the dreamcast originally but yeah, uh, yeah it's it's it is what it is but uh with like games as a service this way um like you have to have the rights for it, right? So I think that yeah. I think that this will be one of those things where first party right retention, they'll be a lot more uh, it's a, stingy with their IPs, right? Like stingy. Well, Nintendo obviously never. Okay, finally got to use it. This is it. This there is my moment. There it is. <laughs> um, no, so I've listened to these audiobooks, and like a lot of them are. Um, like you know like the speech to text but like they're pretty good uh speech to text because and like 
one of the ways this guy fucking says stin J and, <laughs> and like, it just stuck in my head. Cause like, they'd be like, don't be so stin J. And I'm like, fucking stin J. Like nobody says that shit like that. That's uh, funny. And then I was, I was like, this is my opportunity. I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, wait. So, uh, yeah, you're saying uh, holders are stingy with their uh... – With their IP, but um, yeah. certain things like if you want to breathe new life into it. Um, Sega is once again ahead of their time right now um, as they're having fans, you know, make their new games. Like, you know, Sonic uh, – oh, man. What was it the Sonic game that just came out, I have no idea why I'm blank. Sonic Mania um, was made by fans. You know, just yeah. with Sega's full backing. Uh, Pan- the reason that the Panzer Dragoon remake happened is because the company that made it loved Panzer Dragoon. You know, I think yeah. that Sega is once again ahead of their time by embracing fan fan outreach and just leaning into it, so, which is why we're getting these good games. And now uh, Sonic Colors is being re-released, which was uh, at a, of the time of the horrible Sonic games, Colors was the beacon of hope. And I'm happy that it's coming back um and more people will play it so i think that what we'll see with these games as a service for the games that were great then um you'll see like developers more willing to lend out these things to different developers to try and make a better game from it nintendo kind of did it with metroid because they haven't been doing anything with metroid until prime and prime was made by a third-party studio they got which was retro studios who also made the donkey kong reboots now, they were sick of making Donkey Kong all the time, so the, uh, behind closed doors, they were making Metroid Prime 4. Nintendo was working on Metroid Prime, Prime 4 themselves and couldn't crack the code on why it, on what makes this fun, what makes this a good game. And Retro just fuck, marched into Nintendo's office and was all like, here it is. What do you want? This is what we're making. Do you want it or not? And they they scrapped what they were making. The parent company making this game scrapped what they're doing to let you know a third party studio do it. Who who's doing it better? So I think that uh, this games as a service thing will will show us uh, what was great in the past. Hopefully, it'll spur some ideas, and then we'll get new games on these on some of the IPs that we love, like. Uh, like I, I, I hope it's going that direction. On the other end of the games as a service thing, with um, with iterative updates where games, like you get one game, it's basically the hub world. I think uh, Path of Exile does it well, which is well, why we're getting a Path of Exile too, because you know you need to update the engine, you need to update the entire uh, infrastructure, things like that. I think that's good. Um, Hitman, I think, is does it inc- incredibly slick, where you have one giant game that you have like six worlds that are huge you can do whatever you want and then hitman 2 came out hitman uh, 3 is out now and i think they did it incredibly like clever of each level is a giant sandbox that is like a whole mini game within itself you know like you could spend four hours on a single level and you have six of them that's you know that's a huge game and it supports like the hitman architecture supports one two and three so you just you have it all under one banner embrace like the fan community as well like where they have like a yes yeah they have like a bug with like the briefcase and then they're like let's just add it in as like a like they took it out because they're like oh shit it's not supposed to do that and then like people complain and they're like all right fuck it let's put it back in you have like a home heat seeking briefcase yes yes yes. in the game like like yeah. yeah, it's like that's the kind of fun like sandbox assassin world people want to live in, you know. Yes, yes. I uh, uh, shout to IO for for doing that. It's the, and it was ballsy as hell. And the first iteration of it 
didn't do very well, even though it won Game of the Year from some publications. And Square yeah, had like it no, almost like bankrupt no faith their whole on it. company. Like, yeah, but I I really think that that they shy from gamble. it. It was a good gamble. <laughs> um, do you have any any opinions on this uh, whole thing to kind of wrap it up, Chip? Because I I think that some games uh, are doing it well. You just have to be more clever than the base of what Ubisoft and Activision have done. Uh, you know, like not to get too into the thicket of it, but I feel like a lot of it is uh, just copyright and licensing issues and pat- the way our patents work in America. It's like uh, it really stifles innovation in a lot of like these characters. Like where at this point, uh, it seems like most bigger companies are embracing like a lot of the fan games and fan community, but like you have stuff like Nintendo where they just shut everything down because they're like, no, we're working on that kind of stuff. Like we don't want you making a fan Metroidvania game. We're going to shut it down. We don't want you making a fan Mario game or Zelda. Fuck off. We're, we're immediately sending you the cease and desist. Uh, I would like to see, uh, and like, it's weird because I know they have this in Japan for like, uh, their comic book community where they have like, a place for fans to make uh fan fiction basically of like their major. Yeah. And then they like, they're like, this is fine because like, it's going to help create more artists and like in build our player community. Whereas like in America, like they, they don't play that shit. (laughs) Like for the most part, they don't want you using like a, you're, they don't want you having like an incredible Hulk dating sim game, dude. Like that ain't (laughs) it. Uh, they're gonna send you an instant cease and desist uh, letter for that. Can we, can we push uh, that Hulk dating? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, Disney, Disney probably won't. Can you go, imagine his Tinder it. profile? It's like it's like uh, has anger issues exactly. or whatever wants yeah. to be held. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love language is holding hands and holding on, like embra- deep embraces. Yeah, has yeah, man. Constantly I think this is what we need to do. It. It's just like. Uh, <laughs> We gotta get we gotta hire a manager to get us into pitch meetings, and like we'll just go around we'll pitch different video game ideas. And then, I don't think we'll be able to record it, but I feel like we should secretly record it, man. Like I, I guess we could just do like a parody too of us just like uh, pitching different different Stay games. Set. Maybe yeah. that might be an episode of us just like pitching like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like it. No, that's I that's like my it. thought. Is like there, there definitely needs to be a pathway for, uh, and I don't know if it's like a dollar amount or what. Like kind of like what they do with like licensing for engines for like uh, mm-hmm. Unreal and Unity, where it's like, hey, like this is fine up until X amount of dollars. Then after that, you have to start paying royalties uh, to like the proper IP holders or what? Because yeah. uh, I feel like just the blanket cease and desist way that way things work now is a good way to but like i don't know, like there's plenty of ways to do new ideas and like yeah take uh be like the the diet shasta or like the off-brand generic uh the home brand the the, the in-store brand uh yeah. of whatever yeah you uh, actually gave you me know. an idea for the next episode which i'll tell you after we're done here um all right but yeah, you make after this, point. we got to talk to, we got to talk money ball numbers for right. what, <laughs> what we're going to do for us in a star. Like what, what are we, <laughs> what, sure. what's the commitment <laughs> like before for we sure. approach this holding? 
Like really <laughs> a serious number. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen and watch us. Uh, like, I'm Mr. Gimpy. Subscribe. Follow. Yep. Do uh, all of those things. For notifications. Hit the uh, whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know all the different things. We're on everything, right? Yeah. And, yep. Uh, yep. We are. So listen to us. The, uh, watch us. Subscribe Amazon. to our newly minted OnlyFans. Uh <laughs> premium content for premium patreons for sure for sure all right chip all right everybody take care mr gimpy peace later